am not Matt Shea. I am Matt Dean, the host of Be Vigilant. I thank uh, Matt for calling me to fill in for him. Today, I'm excited to be speaking to all of you listeners of Patriot Radio, all the, everybody that's watching online. Thank you guys. So real quick, let's get into, we got to talk about the great sponsors that Patriot Radio does have these days. If you go to bravetv.store and use Patriot Radio, you can save. And I've got to say, once I was turned on to this, if you know somebody out there that has taken the clot shot, Dr. Jason Dean has put together a group of vitamins that you can buy, and it helps chase away, that, those are my words, helps chase away the the uh, spike proteins, right, from that this clot shot is creating everybody. And if you look around today, the died suddenly phenomenon, if you know somebody, go to bravetv.store, use the code Patriot Radio, and you can save. Get them on this. And if you're looking for some hard-hitting news that isn't Fox News, that isn't your mainstream media, go to Epoch Times. I read epoch.com. Use the promo code Patriot Radio. Once again, you can save a good amount on your subscription there. I got to say <clears throat> that Epoch Times has some of the greatest in-depth research that you can get today. All right, you can share and comment and like on any of the social medias. If you're on Facebook Live, please do that. Share this with your friends and family. I know I'm new to this game. Maybe people are thinking that bearded guy's a weird-looking guy. But, hey, I'm friends with uh, Pastor Matt, and he asked me to do this. So I hope I do, I do him justice. Also, there is an event coming up here in Spokane, and I'm going to kick it over to Travis to tell you all about Circuit Riders. Yeah, check it out. We've been praying for revival here in Spokane and all across the nation for a long time. I'm a college student right now, and I see, um, I, I, well, frankly, I've seen the utter destruction of morality, and I'm seeing how it's destroying our young people. They're walking around depressed. Their lives are, um, are in a spot where they ought not to be. And uh, we are having an incredible event coming up next month on the 17th and 18th of February at 7 p.m. That's the 17th and 18th of February at 7 p.m., where the Circuit Riders Carry the Love Tour will be coming right here to Spokane. If you don't know who the Circuit Riders are, if you don't know what the Carry the Love Tour is, it, they are an incredible group of, of worshipers who just bring the fire of God. Um, invite your young people. Um, come yourself. Invite your children, your grandchildren, uh, share on social media. You can actually go to linktree slash CTL Spokane. CTL Spokane for Carry the Love Spokane. You won't want to miss it. I promise you, you'll be blessed. Right on. Thank you, Travis. Check that out next month. Uh, we're, we are uh, updating the venue still. We're, we're still working on it. So if you go to that link, Carry the Love Spokane at linktree, um, you'll find live updates on that. Right on. It sounds like a good event. I know, I know, personally, I have young people in my house, and I know that Satan attacks hard, and I, I know that it's hard to get your young people off of media. It's hard to get your young people off of cable TV or Netflix or whatever it is because they want to be cool. They want to be hip. I got to say, I've known Travis for a little while. He's one of the hippest, coolest young men I know, and he's given his life to Christ, and I have seen him move in some amazing ways. And he runs all this here, right? Got to give it up to him. So, like Pastor Matt does on this, if you listen to Be Vigilant, i got to give us a shout-out. We're on ACN at 3 p.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So, if you are listening in on ACN, this is you're getting an hour and a half of Matt Dean today, and I thank you guys for tuning in. But uh, my wife and I co-host Be Vigilant, and we like to bring you news, and we like to bring you scripture. 
And so I want to start out today, and we are Baptists. Please don't hold that against us. So Travis might have to throw up some translations because we do read King James. But uh, it's just what God puts on our heart is what we do at Be Vigilant. And I know that Pastor Matt does that here with Patriot Radio as well. But as Travis said, what we need is revival. And God has put that word in my heart so many times over the last year. But revival isn't about having some great speakers come on a weekend and then having a potluck. If you're a Baptist like us, that's what we do. Revival is a true repentance in the heart. A revival is truly listening to God's word and moving forward. And so if we read 2 Chronicles 7.14, to me, that's the, that's the key, right? And I've highlighted those verses here on my phone. And what Second Chronicles says there, it, it says we need to be humble, and it, it, we are, if we are called by God and we are to pray and be humble, that he will hear us. Our nation is in a state today that if we don't turn back to God, there won't be a nation here tomorrow. And if you have young people in your house like my wife and I do, you don't want to leave this garbage, dystopian world for them to try to navigate. Believe me, if you, the best thing you can do is to pray for your young people, is to let them know who Jesus Christ is and to lead them down that path. And one of the hardest parts is that be humble part, right? And what God put on my heart today, or yesterday as Travis uh, called me and asked if I would fill in here, <clears throat> Christians today, a lot of our mouths are filthy, right? This is, it's a hard thing to do is to live in the world and not speak like the world. But so many scripture tells us to not be that way. And it's, it's a tough one to do. And what I got is James 3, 10 through 12 says, Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to so to be. Doth the fountain send forth the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine figs, so can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. And, I, and I've got to admit, I'm here on a former Army Man show. I was a sailor. I used to take it with pride that I could curse like a sailor. I could make whole sentences out of one bad word. And it wasn't until someone hit, hit me with the truth one day, and I did. I had three types of speak. I had my home speak that, you know, I spoke to my family with. I had my church lingo. And I also had the way I spoke at work. But it wasn't until someone read me these and said, the same mouth that you pray with is the same mouth that you're swearing with. So why are you using that mouth for filthy lucre, as the Bible says, yet then you ask God for blessings and you, you pray for people with that same mouth? So Christians, as we want revival, it's a total, re we need to repent and we need to know who we are and we need to ask God for forgiveness. And are we living that life that God wants us to live? This is my question to you guys out there. If you look at the salvation, I ask you today, what does salvation mean to you? Is it just, hey, I get to go to church on Sundays. I get to listen to some words and I get to go home and I get to live a totally different life. Do I live a double-minded life? I don't know. I try more and more each day to not live that double-minded life. I try to live solely for Christ, sold out for whatever God will have me do. He's got me on the show today. If you would ask me this just a few years ago, would you be doing this Facebook Live radio thing? 
Heck no. But here now, my, my wife and I, we get to come to you guys on ACN and we have our, our digital platforms as well. But I'm here to, today to let you know we need to start to understand the words that come out of our mouth. Are they pleasing to God? To me, the salvation means so much more than just a man that went to the and conquered the grave. I get to live forever with them in heaven. There's nothing I could have done. We are, you know, a depraved being. If it was left up to us, we'd all end up in hell. But God made a way for us to end up in heaven with him. I try hard daily to make sure I look back on that day or even right when you do commit that sin. Right there, stop. Maybe if you're, not, if you're driving down the freeway, don't stop in the middle of the freeway and pray for forgiveness. But at least once a day, check in with your heart. Make sure you have a clean heart because that is what God needs us. If you want to be a true warrior for Christ, and that's another saying I like to have because, man, that's what this world needs. We need more warriors for Christ to stand up and stand out and say, look, I'm here. Count me as one of God's chosen. Count me as the elect, right? We need to go forward into this world, and we need to show people that who we are as Christians is more than just we grab our Bible and we walk into church on Sunday. We need to be a Christian when we're at work. We need to be a Christian when we're at the grocery store. We need to be a Christian when we're in traffic here in Spokane. And I've got to say, I've lived up and down the West Coast. Spokane, you have some of the worst drivers. I am a Spokane tonight now. I've been here long enough. But man, I don't know who taught you all to drive. We need to always be a Christian. And so... If you're running around speaking like a sailor Monday through Saturday, and then you're chastising your language on Sunday so that the pastor thinks that you're a good Christian, it doesn't matter what the pastor thinks. You're right. I've talked to enough pastors in the world that they know what people are. You know, Some of them like to knock on doors and show up just to see what you're doing on a, a Thursday night. We really need to start to live like God. We're trying to please God, right? The Bible talks about language in a lot of different places. I don't, we don't have time to get into all the places that is, right? Because words mean something, right? Because you were saved by your faith in Christ and you said it aloud, that same mouth is the one that's cursing. And then maybe it's not cursing. Maybe it's just speaking immorally and not really speaking highly of God. This, that would be the other part that I want to get to here today is how often are you exalting God in public? I know I could do a better job of it. And whenever I come to people and I speak like this, it's usually because most of the fingers are pointing back at myself. I just hope what I have to say can help you guys out there, right? James talks about that double-minded life in 2.8, right? And that... Oh, looks like I lost that one. There it is. If you fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. That's that double-minded. If you're saying, I love you, God, and I'll love my neighbor, yet then you're cursing your neighbor who's made in God's image. Think about that. That's a rough one. As I dug into this, in those, those ill thoughts I have to another man sometimes, that man's also made in God's image. And maybe I walk around with too much pride on my shoulder saying, hey, I'm made in God's image. Look at me. My chest puffed out. Each one of us are made in God's image. 
Each one of us have the opportunity to call on Jesus Christ and to become saved and to become a chosen child of God. But never forget that that person that you're speaking down to or you're looking down to is created in God's image. And that's that's my part of the Bible I wanted to bring to you today. I love getting into the news sources as well. We'll get into that. I want, I want to close the, the scriptural part here is we can say revival. That word is great. It's a hot-button topic for Christians. We could say it all day. We could sing it in our songs. I hear so many Christian contemporary songs that talk about revival, even old gospel songs do. We could say we are in revival now, and I have a feeling that God is going to show us revival here as we look back at 2022, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. But guess what? Babies are still dying in the womb. People are still murdering children. That is children's sacrifice, child sacrifice. That's from Old Testament. We're allowing that to go on in this country. And you think God is going to bless us when we have allowed that? Christians, we need to stand up and be counted and say, no, that is wrong. Christians, we need to stand up and say that we will run for political office. I'm not saying this is some movement to take over the world in one fell swoop. I'm asking each Christian to stand up and be counted and saying, I'll run for school board. I'll run for city council. We've seen it here in Spokane. It has changed over the last year, and there's some great wins. But it's time that Christians say, I'm going to do more than go to church on Sunday. Until we do the work, the revival won't come. And that, that's what I, I pray is that as we as Christians, as you listen to this today, that you may be ignited, that your fire may move you to do the work for God. We are his workers here on earth. God will show up when you do. And it's not till then, until we say, here we are, God, use us, Isaiah 6, 8, right? Until we do that, we are going to be just sitting on our hands and hoping, waiting for the return of Jesus. Hey, I'm waiting for that. It's coming. But we need to be out there and souls need to be saved. And that's through hearing the word. And that's through standing up and saying, I'm proud to be a Christian. I thank you guys for tuning into that part. And as we we transition here, I got to say, our guest coming up on the second half of the hour, please hang in for that, is a friend of mine, Pete Serrano, Silent Majority Foundation. If you've listened to Be Vigilant, you've heard him before, man, that they are doing some great work. There's people right here in Spokane working for him. But until we get to there, I wanted to bring up some news articles that I've seen, do we, you know, first, I do have to say this. Over the weekend, there was some horrendous gun violence that was happening in California. The second one just yesterday hit really close for me. It happened in my hometown, a small town, Half Moon Bay, California. Seven people were, were slaughtered by an angry, disgruntled employee. And as the news comes out, you will probably see, because I know where it happened, the majority of the people that were killed, I'm going to say, and this is just me speculating here, they were illegal immigrants. They were over here working either on visas or nobody knew they were here working. The death is death. When it, it visits your hometown like that, it, it's really rough. And that's what I've got to, I've got to say a prayer, right? And every, I ask everybody to pray for that small town. It, it's a majority Hispanic community. And the first thing I heard was the, the county commissioner, I guess he is, almost crying and saying, there's too much guns. We need better gun restrictions. No, we don't. We need mental health help. If you are so disgruntled at work that you think that the only option you have is to take a gun and kill people at work, 
California has some of the strictest gun laws in the nation, yet this happened. You can't tell me that taking every gun out of every house is going to stop this. No. Checking in with people, letting people know there's resources, having the resources. The gun violence is just the, the upper level. Why somebody would get to that point. And we all know, if you've listened to my show or if you've listened to this show, you know it's an agenda. They're trying to take our guns. They want us to be disarmed. They want us to be Australia. And if you look at this, two incidents, both in migrant communities, one at a Lunar New Year party, and they go to its workplace violence. There was no hate crime. They made sure to say that the second one was definitely not a hate crime because it was a Chinese man that killed mostly all Hispanics and Chinese people. I don't know. The term hate crime to me is silly. You kill somebody, you hate them. And that's not what we're here to do. So to me, we know what they want. They want to take our guns. We can go down the MK Ultra rabbit hole all you want. That these people, you know, have been pushed to this. They've been fed these lies, however they work. Three-letter agencies, they, they do what they want anymore. And right away, Diane Chinastein, I mean, Diane Feinstein, the senator from California, proposes a banning 200 more types of guns today. You can ban guns all you want. We've seen mass murders happen with knives and swords. If, you're, if you know people that are on the left that say we need to ban all assault weapons and to me, an assault weapon is any gun. You could, an assault weapon could be a rock, right? That's not the answer. We need to push back. When they come at us and they want our guns, we need to say no. Who knows? One good guy with a gun could have saved seven lives. We've seen it in Texas. A shooter in the church. That dude. I don't know what. He was some type of firearm specialist. He dropped a guy with a pistol from like 60 feet, 60 yards. I don't know what it was. One good guy with a gun. The news never wants you to hear one good guy with a gun saved many. It's wild. The, the times we live in are crazy. Mainstream media, they want to pump you full of fear, and they want to pump you full of hate. Don't allow that. We do not have a spirit of fear. God gave us the spirit of power. That tomb is empty. And if that tomb stays empty, and I know it will, we have the power to conquer whatever Satan throws at us. So please, that, that one hit close to home. Say a prayer for everybody that was there, especially for the, the loved ones that lost, those that succumbed to their injuries. Wanted to jump over to the Gateway Pundit here. I love uh, Jim Hoff, Joe Hoff, what they do. But here it is. The title is, here it is, The Smoking Gun, the 20-point email of classified information from his father, that Hunter Biden sent to Burisma board member in April. This is wild. I mean, this guy, we're going to get into this story. This is Hunter Biden. The stuff that his father sent to him that's in this email. First of all, Joe, you know the man smokes crack. You know the man is not right. Although Joe Biden says he's the smartest man he knows. This dude leaves his laptop at some shop, and, you know, I don't know how that came to be, and they got all the information off the laptop. I've heard politicians say or pundits say today that these, these classified documents that they're finding in Joe Biden's house, and I got to say, I agree, Joe Biden probably didn't know those papers were there. The poor man is in onset dementia. He probably put them there, and at this point doesn't remember them being there. But here it is from the Gateway Pundit. 
talking about Hunter Biden. It says, as reported by Christina Lalia, according to emails uncovered from the laptop from hell, Hunter Biden sent his business par- partner, Devin Archer, a very detailed email on Ukraine, April 13th or 12th in 2014, just one week before Joe Biden visited Ukraine to meet with then Prime Minister of Ukraine. I said it that way because I can't pronounce his name. Right, he was emailing Devin Archer, it says, and I think Travis threw this up here for you. But uh, to Devin Archer, it's a 22-point plan on how it says, I have to go to Houston with Bo tomorrow for MD Anderson checkup. Some thoughts after doing some research and some further thoughts on organization going forward. First of all, Hunter Biden, you did some research? Come on now. Somebody sent him this information, and it's most likely Daddy, the vice president. It's just crazy that we're, we're living in this world where this is our president now. Believe me. 2020 election, that was stolen. That was fraud. I don't know how we go forward from there. I don't know how we go forward. Well, we go forward by taking our elections back. But this is what we got to deal with, right? So some of the stuff from this email, you can read it there. You can go to the Gateway Pundit. But uh, number six, the IMF loan guarantees will allow the UKs to weather the economic impact, but the required reforms to UK public subsidies will weaken the new president. Talking about the new president of... uh, Ukraine, I believe. First of all, that's a man that had to have his teeth redone because he smoked so much crack, and he's talking about these IMF loan guarantees that will allow UK, the UKs to weather the economic impact. He has no idea what he's talking about. This, is a, this has got to be a copy and paste, right? Number 12, our guy needs to set himself up as the anti-Victor Pinchuk, coal and steel oligarch, pro-Russian Yankovic supporter. Sorry, I, I brutalized those names. I'm not good with the Eastern European names. Our guy, meaning Joe Biden. We're talking about Joe Biden here, right? <clears throat> it's crazy. Number 13, the best way to weather the storm, by the way, now, and by the way, now in elections is to throw all in with the chocolate king. That's racist. That's, that's insanity. I'm reading between the lines here, but I'm pretty sure that's Barack Obama. What the heck? You want to say, we've been, as Republicans, we've been called white supremacists for the last so many years. First of all, who invent, who started the KKK? That was the Democratic Party. Next time someone calls you a white supremacist, just shake it off, shake your head and say thanks and move on. Because know that the left are the elites. They are the racists. Right? We know Hunter Biden is a racist. We've heard other words. I have on good authority that Joe Biden has used the N-word before. Who's racist now? Right? Number 21, the contract should begin now, not after the upcoming visit of my guy, daddy. That should include a retainer in the range of 25,000 PM with an additional fees where appropriate for more in-depth work go to BSF for our protection, complete separate from our respective deals board participation. Once again, this dude doesn't know how to talk like that. That was copy and paste. And the last one here I'll read is number 22. Right? Buy a cell phone from a 7-Eleven or CVS tomorrow, and I'll do the same. You know who does that? Drug dealers. That's called a burner. Maybe you're a little bit highbrow, high class. You didn't know that. That's what they do. They buy these uh, track phones so that they can't be tracked. That's what he's doing right there. He's saying, let's buy these throwaway phones so that no one can contact or connect us to these. Just wildness, man. This is the, pres- the sitting president's son. 
who at the time, this guy was the vice president, and his son's doing work on his half. We've known this for a long time. We've known this as conservatives. This is the information that the mainstream media, Fox News, doesn't want you to hear. That's why places like the Gateway Pundit, that's where I go to get my news. You want to go to Epoch Times? That's great. I'm sure they have it. There's so many other great ones out there. I just love this one because it's bringing to light all the garbage that Hunter Biden did. And I wanted to move into the vaccine vaccine uh, territories here. <clears throat> the clot shot, if you will. National File, nationalfile.com. Great articles over there as well. I got to say, too, these sites have these really easy-to-use websites. It's not like you're going to, you know, you got to do some, like, dark web tour thing to get all this stuff. It's right here at our fingertips. Support these these news articles as well. From the National File by Paul Arbert, DOJ accuses Utah surgeon of giving fake COVID-19 vaccines to children and selling vaccine cards. You know, this was really a tough one for me. I had to get a religious exemption to not get the shot at my work, and I'm not unlike millions of other Americans that decided to not get the shot. But here it is. These doctors are heroes in my book. You know, as a Christian, I'm supposed to be truth and honest. But as I see so many people dying suddenly, doctors like this, I mean, this says the court documents say that the surgeon and his crew were selling Vax cards for $50 cash or in exchange for donations to a specified charitable organization. Okay, I'm going to say that's probably fake just because it's what the court says. But it also says the surgeon, and you can go to the national file and you get his name and everything, but he was giving children the saline solution instead of the vaccine. And if I'm, in a, if I'm a parent that was on the fence and I decided to get my kid vaccinated with this garbage and then now realize it was just saline and my son's not going to die suddenly, I don't know. I might kiss that doctor on the lips. I might give him $50 to his own pocket. So what we need to do is not persecute these people. We know that they will be persecuted by the mainstream media. And we need to look at these people like heroes. These are the ones that are fighting back for us. These people are going to lose their medical license. These people are going to lose their livelihoods because they took a stand. And I thank them for taking a stand. It's wild. It's craziness that doctors have to do this it's also wild and crazy that doctors are promoting this they're vaccinating young children as 12 months old vaccinations especially the covid vaccination are deadly look at the rise in autism over the years of vaccinating these people and you can go on the vares website and you can see the the uptick in the last two years since the covid from all the different myocarditis, that's, that's a word nobody even knew. Maybe if you watched House or ER or something, you heard terms like that. That's nothing you ever knew before the last couple years. It's just wild out there, and it's crazy. And I, I pray that everybody out there can continue to go forward and continue to move through this garbage. Satan is working double time right now. He knows his time is near, Right. He does not have unlimited time on earth, and he's pushing for a total depravity. He, he wants everyone to turn their back on God. He wants everyone to fall lockstep to this communist Marxist regime that you see it throughout the world. Look at poor Brazil. They have political prisoners now. 
There's, there's millions of protesters worldwide because they've seen the darkness of their government and they're turning back to God. And I pray that more and more people will do that and more and more people can look to God. If you know someone that doesn't know who Jesus Christ is, don't let another day go by without sharing the gospel with them. I thank you guys for that. And now I want to jump over to our guest, Pete Serrano from the Silent Majority Foundation. Man, you guys are doing great work. Pete, how are you today? Hey, good to see you, brother. Good night. Thanks. Appreciate you having me on tonight. Yeah. Hey, it's uh, you get to see my pretty face this time. We usually just do my radio show, and uh, I'm usually in my pajamas when you and I talk. But I thank you for... Uh, <laughs> I know. Last time, I think you were in pajamas and shoveling snow, if I recall. Yep. It had just dumped on us, and uh, you're over there in Yakima. You got the uh, tropical banana belt, right? You know it. You know it. Yeah, so, hey, yeah, uh, no, it's great to see you. It's great to talk. I'm looking forward to tonight. I'm sure we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, got some new listeners, hopefully, and, and we'll have fun. Yeah, so for everybody out there, Patriot Radio listeners, uh, just give them the, the who, what, where, and why Silent Majority Foundation, who Pete Serrano is. Uh, take it away. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. So I'm Pete Serrano. I'm an attorney. I'm one of the founders of Silent Majority Foundation. Uh, we're based out of Tri-Cities, I'm down in Pasco, as well as Snohomish County. Uh, we are a nonprofit organization, a 501c3, and we're basically birthed out of necessity. As, as I listen to you kind of tail in to introduce me, you're talking about, you know, as Satan's leash is really shortened, you've seen these ploys, uh, you've talked about the COVID shots for kids and that sort of thing. Uh, Silent Majority Foundation was birthed out of a lot of frustration, quite frankly. I always say this. People are scared and upset moms. Well, when you get a mom that's so mad that she activates the husband or the father, that's when you're in deep duty, right? Um, and so my wife was telling me, she's like, oh, I'm not sure about these COVID shots. And, and, and for me, I was like, okay, so be it. And then we watched as our now nine-year-old, who was then in second grade throughout COVID, really struggle academically mm. through her second grade year. And that's not to, I want to be very clear, her teacher, and, and I'm a cool calling her out by name, April Marone, was amazing. So she's listening, and she might be the type of person who is, Ms. Marone, like, crushed it. I saw her at Walmart. I, try, I almost gave her a hug even two years later. She was working probably 16, 18 hours a day to keep these kids engaged. She'd never taught online, right? She was just a, a normal teacher. And um, my daughter had exposed some serious weaknesses um, in, in her learning. And so we started to fight kind of for educational freedom. We started with a recall of Inslee, helping out that effort. And then I had a buddy call me um, working down at Coyote Ridge down in Connell, uh, you know, down in southeastern Washington, Franklin County, where I live, and say, hey, look, they're going to mandate this uh, COVID shot for me to keep my job. What do I do? And at this time, we had been helping businesses stay open throughout COVID. Labor and industries was challenging. You know, they were pushing back on, oh, if your patrons aren't masked at a bar, you can. we're going to shut you down. And they were actually effectively doing this. Uh, there were uh, there were a couple folks. Excuse me, <laughs> that that sounded bad. There were a couple of folks, uh, <laughs> like in Spokane, up in your neck of the woods, that were actually fighting back. A um, couple of folks up in the Snohomish County that were fighting back, and, and we started to fight back. I sit on Pasco City Council, so they asked me for some help. You know, Shakey's Pizza in Pasco, some folks over in Richland and Kennewick, and so yeah, you know, from there it was just like, hey, 
someone's got to do this full time. Why not me? Why not our organization? And I had this concept in my mind of if we're going to do this as a nonprofit, let's call it silent majority and let the, the real majority have its voice through us. You know, we can litigate, we can educate, we can advocate. But my goal is to drop silent out of there and just be the majority foundation. Get those silent people no longer standing by, but saying, hey, listen, You've taught me how to talk to my leaders, my local elected officials. You've taught me how to talk to the principal, whatever. And I'm comfortable doing it on my own. And I'm going to go take 10 friends and we're all going to come in here and we're going to not necessarily storm the castle in a violent way, but but with our words, we'll, we'll show up to the school boards, we'll show up to the city councils, we'll show up to the county commissions and we'll speak our minds. And so that's that's really kind of who we want to become sort of a non-entity except for litigation um, because we've trained so many people. But but we're here as a resource. Again, we're a nonprofit organization. You can find us, silentmajorityfoundation.org or smfjb.org. Uh, you know, all of the socials. I know you follow us. I appreciate you shouting us out every time we're posting. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully that's not too much of a nutshell and not too much of a long-winded statement. But that's who we are. Three of us founded it. We've got three directors, Rob Waits, Vincent Cavallari, and myself. And um, we're out there and we're just, we're still doing it. We've hired more attorneys. It's God's blessed us, man. You do his work. He blesses you. That said, you know, sometimes it's hard to not go weary and in, in, in doing the work. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I got to say, uh, your, your attorney over here in Spokane, that's, uh, that's uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my Austin. head right now. Austin. He yeah, is Austin our Hatcher. good friend. A good friend, Natalie Paulson. She's been on our show. We've been fighting for her. Come to find out that she was the one that connected you guys. That was pretty awesome. Uh, she's fighting for her job back because she decided that the kids were suffering, just like your your daughter's teacher. She did what she could do. And so to, to have a silent majority foundation lawyer looking out for our uh, good friend, Natalie, that's awesome. <clears throat> so, yeah, like I said, I mean, God's blessed us and you know, what are you going to do? Praise him and work your tail off. There you go. That's, that's, I always see when I'm reading the Bible, man, everybody, everybody was working, right? The apostles, Jesus was working. That's what we're supposed to do. And I appreciate that there's litigators like you guys out there that are, you could be making, you know, lawyers don't, they do well for themselves. And so for you to say, no, no, I'm going to fight for the little man. And I appreciate that. And I hope everybody out there listening appreciates that. Well, we, we appreciate it because we, we do it, you know, to your point, we can make a lot more money, but, you know, we got to stand at some point, you know, I don't know where we are on the timeline of the world. You, you kind of glanced, glanced on it, but if my time's short or long, I've got a difference to make and a calling to fulfill and, and it'll end either tomorrow or today or down the road. But, you know, as long as I'm prayerful, God will release me and send me somewhere else. And until then, you know, um, I'm going to go full bore. Hey, Amen. I like that. So I wanted to get in some of your cases for some of the listeners that don't know who you guys are. You got some great cases besides helping the school board members. Uh, if we get into the, my question for you first would be the Coasties, the Coast Guard. I know that you were sticking up for them. Now that the NDAA has changed, is that case still going forward for you guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's just... You threw around some terms. I want to make sure the listeners are familiar. So we represent the United States Coast Guard's members. We're part of a five or six lawyer team. Um, A guy named Dale Saran is kind of leading it. He's a former JAG, you know, a judge advocate general uh, for the military. 
and a couple of other guys with what's called Defending the Republic out of Texas. So, and then a, another guy named Andy, uh, I can't remember Andy's last name, but he's actually a class action attorney out of Florida where all he does is class action work. So we brought the case uh, initially with five plaintiffs out of Texas, uh, out of Galveston, uh, in part because there were some really good rules being made by this one particular judge, but also in part because Coasties are everywhere, right? These mm -hmm. these are U.S. Coast Guard members. They're they're anywhere on the United States, continental or not, and um, and so it was all about the vaccine mandate, and we had challenged it on behalf of Department of Energy workers down at the Hanford site, and so you know Dale Saran got in contact with us. We or actually, I think our paralegal, who she and her husband are Coasties, uh, retired now. Um, she got in contact with Dale and his group and on a Facebook chat. And all of a sudden we got 90, 103 plaintiffs eventually is where we ended up. We brought in, in addition to the five we started with and Dale brought in 120. So we're like 200, 228, 233 plaintiffs, all Coast Guard members, anything from inactive to active duty filed down in Galveston about six months ago. Um, we've had several hearings we're going to have. We, as you pointed out, Matt, um, the National Defense Authorization Act of 2023 uh, prohibited the Department of Ju or Defense from continuing the vac the shot mandate for its its employees uh, for our military servicemen and women. Interestingly enough, Coasties are under Department of Homeland Security, mm -hmm. so there's always been this question of whether or not there was ever any authority. At first, there's a real overarching question of whether. The president even has this authority, which is why we sue and challenge it. Assuming that were the case, and I'm not granting that, let's be clear about that, but just let's play this fictitious world where the president could authorize this. The question then it really becomes, Does uh, do the Coasties under DHS, Department of Homeland Security, actually have to follow the Department of Defense regulations? And there's no clear law on that. But so let's set that aside. We have several members who are about to get discharged, but through the NDAA, their jobs uh, were saved and, and their deployments and all that stuff, it's back in order. Now we have several folks who continue to reach out to us that weren't part of our case. We filed for class certification. The judge did not rule on that because in the interim, you know, we had the NDAA. So we were going full bore. We had this hearing prepped up in early December. Then the NDAA comes out and, and Department of Justice, the United States attorneys say, Hey, let's, let's, we're going to pause any terminations. Everyone's good for now. And it's like, well, what does good for now mean? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we still have a lot of fight because we still have a lot of facts and evidence before the court. We actually brought uh, a motion requesting an evidentiary hearing where we put forward this basket, you know, this paper of, of like 50 exhibits, maybe it was mid twenties, but it talks about how the vaccines, the so-called vaccines that, that were supposed to be given to the members were either expired or didn't exist, you know, and, and we want the government to tell us, come back, hey, you guys are idiots. You're just, you know, you're out there Google sleuthing and you failed, right? Which we obviously know is not true. Mm -hmm. We want the government to come back and defend its position that they even have the appropriate vaccines, um, which, which from our position, we know to be not true. So we have a lot moving. We still have to get back those individuals who were let go or moved to inactive service prior to the date. So there's work to be done. That case is unquestionably not done. Um, we actually probably have, uh, I think we have a, a conference 
uh, scheduled for middle to late next month so we can really get back on the briefing schedule put it before the court and say hey we still we still want this thing stopped we want all of our plaintiffs who were removed from service to get back in some have moved on and they they'll decide that that's that's not where they're going to go that's their prerogative uh and then so we certainly want the damages you know mm -hmm. these people have been harmed regardless of where they ended up for months they've been strung along as though they're just meat right you know hey your religious convictions don't matter to our mission readiness. And we, oh, by the way, the vaccines aren't vaccines and they don't work, right? I mean, it's this, there's always this second handed under the breath of like, oh, yeah, not, not, not here, right? Yeah. A and it, it, it's frustrating, but we're going to keep moving forward in that case. So it's still alive, no question. Right on. Having been former military, I thank you for picking that one up. Uh, <clears throat> really, the, the National Guard was hit too. They, so many, I know personally, National Guard guys that were excused from service because religious reasons weren't good enough. And so for you to fight for the Coasties, I appreciate that a lot. Well, we're happy to do. I mean, our, our men and women, whether it's the, the frontliners, you know, police and fire in our local towns and cities, or whether it's our military men and women, they absolutely deserve, you know, the hero's recognition, the hero's award. You know, people are like, oh, thank you, you know, like you. I mean, I appreciate the thanks and the gratitude for me serving them, but it's the least I can do as someone, you know, who receives a tremendous benefit of those people going out there and putting their butts on the line day in, day out. I mean, I've never had to walk over or step in a place to make sure an IED didn't explode, uh, at least mm -hmm. not that I'm aware of. Um, <laughs> you know, you are down in Tri Cities. So, Who knows what's down there? Well, that's true. That's true. I'm stepping over syringes. That's a little, that's Jay Inslee's IEDs, right? Um, but you know, I, I don't have, I don't, I haven't put myself out there like that. And so for these individuals, men and women who are out there fighting like heck for us, absolutely. It's, it, it's, I mean this, it's at least the least we can do. Yeah. And it's my it treat. That's awesome. It's awesome that you guys are doing that. The other case that I think this hits closer to home because maybe not everybody knows a Coastie or has hugged a Coastie. I think that's the term we used to say in the Navy. But uh, the uh, Brumback v. Turd, I mean, Ferguson. Brumback <laughs> v. Ferguson with uh, Brumback and Gimme Guns. Gotta say, I got to say Gimme Guns in there is also on, on the litigation as well, right? Where does that stand today? Yeah, so let me kind of walk through it just so the new yeah, listeners or, or, or the other Matt's audience in case they're unaware of it. So Scott Brumbach, uh, an attorney in Yakima, and then a small gun shop, you know, it's a sole proprietorship. Gimme Guns, the guy over there is Chuck. Please hook up with Chuck if you have needs. Don't hesitate to reach out to Chuck. I, I've got another group that I'm also working with, our organization's working with, called Federal Way. Uh, discount guns. They're obviously up on the west side, uh, up near Tacoma, so at Federal Way. So between Gimme Guns out there in Sea Law and Federal Way Discount Guns, those are two phenomenal clients, and they're individuals who have stuck their necks out. So Brumback and and Dis and and excuse me, Brumback and Gimme Guns versus our dear Attorney General Bob Ferguson. That's mm -hmm. a lawsuit that we brought actually in Yakima Superior Court. And I think I told this story when I was on with you last time, um, you know, in addition to challenging the the all greatness of Bob Ferguson and saying your laws are illegal, that you one, you shouldn't be passing your job as attorney general is to help enforce some of these laws. You're not real law enforcement, but from a legal standpoint, you can do that. But you shouldn't be writing and lobbying these. That aside, uh, 
Senate Bill 5078, not from 2023, because as we're aware, I hope your listeners are aware and Matt's listeners are aware, there are several gun issues, including a new 5078 that would outlaw semi-automatics. But back, back to the problems they created with the first 5078 in 2021 and 2022, it prohibited what they call large, ca- large capacity magazines, anything with greater than 10 round capacity. Um, obviously, the term large capacity is, is just a novelty. It's fiction from the legislature, and they arbitrarily drew the line at anything greater than 10 rounds. And so it, it makes it illegal to sell these. Now, interestingly enough, there's good legislative history and clear intent in our, from our position, and this isn't part of Brumback, but it's part of federal way guns, that the prohibition is limited to online sales, not to sales sales over the counter. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you actually read uh, Revised Code of Washington 9.41.375, and I know I said that a little fast, but it's 9.41.375, it prohibits the online sales. And when you look at the legislative history, the bill analysis actually discusses online sales. It also cites to a case that on its own was overturned from the Ninth Circuit after Bruin. Uh, that's the the, new, the the real critical Supreme Court gun case. It's uh, New York Pistol and Rifle Association versus Bruin. And that came out in the 2022 Supreme Court session. So here we have Scott Brumbach, a gun owner who's got these quote unquote large capacity magazines who goes to four stores in his neighborhood or in the Yakima and tries to buy, buy these magazines well of course as of july 2nd as of july 1st they're gone uh or they have them in stock but these these vendors are not willing to sell them because they're afraid to get hit with this fine and so uh eventually we decide okay great we've got standing through scott um so now what do we do from a gun owner or a gun sell vendor perspective so we we he calls gimme guns his buddy chuck Say, hey, here's what you're sticking your neck out for. Are you interested? And he's like, absolutely, man. It's it's the Constitution. Like, I sell guns, but it's all because of the Constitution. So anything I can do to further that cause, I'm there. And so, you know, between Scott and and Chuck, the rather give me guns, we have the ability to say, we've got both sides of the transaction. we got someone who wants to buy one, got someone who wants to sell one, and they're both prohibited from it. Uh, fast forward to the day before Thanksgiving. We had an we had a hearing with oral arguments. I get up there and I say, you know, I'm I first before I start my arguments, Your Honor, I want to tell you and I want to express my thanks to God for our great country and for our constitution. And there's no better way to spend my Thanksgiving pre-Thanksgiving day than to express my thanks to God and the founders of our country for the Constitution. Dude, you could hear a pin drop. Not that there was a large audience, but it was clear that I took opposing counsel and possibly the judge somewhat off guard. But you know what? Look, if I'm claiming that I'm trying to save the Constitution and save our country through God, through the Constitution, I can't be doing it on my own, man. I can't do it without invoking him. And and what a better way than to spend my Thanksgiving day giving thanks for what we have that, that makes us a special country, uh, that makes it worth fighting for. And so anyway... We had arguments and we were told at that point that she would render a decision within 30 days. Well, you know, you can do the math. I can do the math. I'm not great (laughs) at it, but I can tell you this. 1123 and 124 is 61. Um, You know, so we're still sitting waiting. It's it's a little bit of a frustrating process. Um, 
But, you know, I mean, we participated in Organ Measure 114, which is their large capacity magazine ban, in addition to a permit to purchase and some other, you know, constitutionally infringing gun regulations that was passed by ballot measure. And that's really different, right? The people voted on it. Now, it was like 50.55 to 49.45, right? So, you know, it's basically Portland voted yes, the rest of the state voted no. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the, the opportunity to participate in that, which means we've been watching it extremely closely. Well, as you, you may be aware, there was a county judge. Um, they call it a district court. We call it superior court in, in Washington. Uh, there was a county judge that said this is unconstitutional. And the, the federal judge said, no, it's constitutional, or at least there's not sufficient there's not sufficient evidence right now to determine that it that's worth enjoining. Otherwise, there's no reason to pause this. So the state of Oregon is actually in this awkward position where a state county court has said, no, it's unconstitutional. Uh, the state tried to immediately appeal that one to the state Supreme Court and they're left in the wind. They deny re- They reject it outrightly so they're like you can keep working up the evidence keep working up the hearings give us a full record and then maybe we'll take it right and so you've got this position where a county judge has has enjoined the law through you know at least in that county if not throughout the state and the 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 most recent action there's been a lot of depositions but apparently the judge issued an order that says eight pages both sides give me no more than eight pages to tell me why if the Oregon State Supreme Court rules that this is void, I even have a role in this. Um, so there's a lot of this, you know, pointing both ways. It's the Cheshire cat, where do you want to go kind of thing, uh, which is frustrating because here, you know, obviously Oregon's got this little intrastate division. We've got our case. We've got a case called Sullivan, Sullivan v. Ferguson up on the west side. That judge is looking at appointing um, a historian. I mean, you know, Everyone's kind of pushing out and pushing out and pushing out. And quite frankly, if you want my honest opinion, I think a lot of them are waiting on Judge Benitez down in Southern California, Mm. who's actually been on our side. I know California and our side typically don't mix, but he's been a tremendous blessing from God. I mean, Judge Benitez has stood for our constitutional, specifically our Second Amendment rights. Honestly, I haven't read his other opinions, so I should probably check that out before I give a ringing endorsement. Um, but he has unquestionably stood for our Second Amendment rights in so, so many ways. Uh, you know, so thank God for him. And I think they're all, quite frankly, waiting on him to make a decision. And once his decision goes, then it'll get appealed to the Ninth Circuit. Uh, so it feels like everyone's kind of waiting, uh, judges included, to really see what the temperature is. I think, quite frankly, Bruins made it clear. This stuff yep. is illegal, not not the, the possession of the magazines, but the laws that have been made is illegal. And, and it's crazy to me that here we have Jay Inslee and Bob Ferguson saying, oh, by the way, you know, it, right after Christmas, we're going to do a bunch more gun legislation. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, guys, you're going to waste resources. Eventually, it's going to get overturned. You're going to waste resources. It's not a good use of our dollars. Yeah. But, you know, that's never been a question for them. Sorry, no, that was they, a really long answer to a really short question. No, hey, no, I that's what I wanted the listeners to hear. All the work that you've been putting in, and uh, it, it's Bob Ferguson. I always get his name wrong. It's Bob Ferguson. I'll remember that this time. 
Jay Inslee. Yeah, Terry Bob, it's all the same. It's all the same. Thanks. Well, it's Jay and Not So Silent Bob. That's how you got to remember him. Okay, there you go. Jay and Not So Silent Bob. I'm sure Jay's going to make another run at the president candidacy and get 0% and oh. do it all on our tax dollars. So, Well, he doesn't mind spending it on things that don't matter. Yeah. He's trying to shut down our north-south freeway that's been in the works over here since the 60s, and it's almost it's getting closer to completion, and he comes out and says, oh, we're going to have to put a hold on that. We don't have enough money. When I have friends in the legislation that said we had a surplus last year, we had to figure out what to do with the money. Yep. And here he is trying to, it, it's growing over here in Spokane. I don't know if you've been over here lately. It's, you know, <clears throat> most of us Californians run up here, try to get away from California. But <laughs> uh, so we got about yeah, five minutes. We left. bring a little peace with it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I, I came up here because of the conservative values and whatnot. I was tired of seeing California go down the tubes. And I'm here to fight just like you yeah. are. I just I don't have that that legal background like you do. And I that's why I'm I'm in awe when you talk. I'm just like, wow, these dudes got it together. Oh well uh, look, two things. One, I've I've got experience and and I'm fortunate there. And and honestly, dude, I'd love to spend the next hour and a half talking to you about how my faith has grown. Um oh, especially man. You know, I mean, we all mature as people, right, throughout our lives. And I'm I'll cracking 43 this year, um, so I'm still a relatively young pup, but my body tells me otherwise. Um, I feel you. You know, <laughs> I've always been a person of faith. I was, I was talking with my, my uncle, I guess technically uncle-in-law. He's from Nevada City, you know, another Californian, right? I was um, just down there. And, and so, oh, really? So I grew up in Auburn, just, okay. you know, not Washington, but down there right so <laughs> yep. so i was talking with him uh we're doing a family get together out here in south carolina right now and he's like you know you're just you are who you are and, and your religion doesn't ever come off as pious your your relationship with god isn't about like you know it's not just thrown in there it's because it's who you are and i said well i, I appreciate that as a tremendous compliment but, you know, I look at the past two years and the amount of faith that's been exerted, both, quite frankly, from me to God, and I think from God to me, of like, look, dude, I'll let you run with this as long as you want to. And as, as long as this is the need that I have, um, man, like, dude, I would love to just spend the rest of the day talking about it because, you know, I mean, I'll just throw it out there. You know, I, I'm LDS or, or Mormon, Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. We have some very kind of non-traditional uh, approaches, right? And uh, as I've really looked at how the grace of God, how the grace, sorry, dude, <laughs> how the grace of God has, um, you know, has perfected me, not in a way that I'm actually perfect, but just made me more complete, um, especially through all this, this, uh, Sorry, dude. I definitely hey, didn't mean to do this. This is awesome. Um, you know, uh, especially through this past two years, it's been really hard on me and my family, right? And yeah. he's blessed my kids to to just understand that, like, yeah, dad can be a total jerk and at his wits ends, especially when I'm, you know, going on like three to four hours of sleep weeks on end. Sometimes that's generous. Um mm -hmm. I'm sorry, dude. I really, <laughs> hey. um, 
Emotions is what we need. It's what America needs more men to show emotion and to, to get in the fight. And uh, I thank you for doing that. Well, I, I appreciate it. So, yeah, I mean, uh, just this past couple of years, again, it's been really beneficial to my faith. And it's really Amen. taken me from that firm believer to like a true warrior status. And um, I, I don't know, man, I'm just grateful that God took a chance on me and I'm riding on him. And there you go. Yeah, I, hey. I'm. That, that's what he's here for. He's for here for us to lean into and he's here for us to to get behind, let God lead. And I'm so thankful that you did that. We've got about two minutes left here, Pete. How can people get a hold of you? You're a 501c3, so you run on donations, correct? Yes, absolutely. So we are a 501c3, which means it's a tax, deduct tax deductible write-off for any donation. Uh, smfjb.org, or as you see, silentmajorityfoundation.org. Those are both our website. Like I said, we're blessed to have a phenomenal team, Rob Waits, Myself and Vincent Cavallari are our directors, um, and we've got a handful of staff. You know, we're blessed to have people. We're all people of faith, and and that's not that we're an exclusive club, but it's it's what unites us, quite frankly. And then the mission of saving the Constitution is kind of falls right under that. So, yeah, smfjb.org. Check us out, Silent Majority Foundation on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Rumble. I mean, everything. I've I've got a team that's doing our PR work so that I can actually do my job and, and they're good at it. <laughs> I'm not. No, so, you know, I'm, I think I'm good at my job. I'm not good at their job. Let me be clear about that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they're phenomenal. Katie and Ryan are great out there. My wife, PJ has been helping Madeline, our paralegal is awesome. And like I, like you said, we got Austin Hatcher in your neck of the woods and Karen Osborne down in Camas, Washougal, Vancouver area out there kicking butt and taking names. I mean, God's been phenomenal. He's blessed us tremendously. And more importantly, from a very selfish perspective, my faith has grown a lot throughout this uh, past near two-year mission. So, you know, that's right that's who we are. We're going to keep rolling. Right on, Pete. I thank you so much. I thank you for your time today. I thank you for coming on the show. Hey, go to their website. You can buy these hats right here. They're, it helps them out. Donate to them. Get in the fight and help Silent Majority Foundation take on the tyrannical government. Pete, once again, thank you, and I'll, I'll be speaking to you soon. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Yep. Hey, that's about all the time we have. I'm Matt Dean. This is Patriot Radio. Thanks.